1: It's time to move out of diesel, so make the move to Toyota
0: and our incredible range of self-charging hybrid electric cars. With contributions of up to 3,000 euro, join the thousands of hybrid drivers enjoying lower taxes and cleaner air. You'll never take a wrong turn with Toyota, Ireland's best-selling car brand. Visit your dealer or search Toyota Hybrid. Toyota, built for a better world. Terms and conditions apply. Best-selling car brand this year, based on most recent published monthly figures.
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of Talking Points, Plan on F1's very own podcast. Last week we focused on the news that kicked off silly season, that Sebastian is leaving Ferrari and Carlos Sainz will replace him. This week's episode is all about the third big announcement we've got, that Daniel Ricciardo will be replacing signs at McLaren from 2021. Joining me to discuss the Aussies' move is Michelle Foster, the site's editor. Um, with all this news, it really really does feel like Formula One's getting closer to returning, doesn't it?
0: i tell you what, this news has been absolutely fantastic. Um, it's building up the anticipation ahead of hopefully a July start for the Austrian Grand Prix. Yeah,
1: it really is, and it's created such a strange situation that we've got all these big moves confirmed before before a race has even taken place.
0: The teams cope with having uh, having drivers who are literally in the last year of their contract um, and knowing that they're going into it. I mean, what, what do you allow them to say when it comes to development? Do you favour the other guy over them, given that they're leaving? Um, it's, it poses a couple of interesting conundrums ahead of the, hopefully, as we said, July start of the, the 2003 season.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, and as we mentioned, one of those, one of the two of the drivers in those boats will be Vettel and Sainz. Um, and yeah, the other is Daniel Ricciardo. So before we get into talking about what Renault may do in replacing him, um, let's talk about the decision that Ricciardo's made. So he's opted to ditch the French team and join fellow midfield outfit McLaren for 2021. First things first, why? Why do you you think he's taken that decision?
0: When Danny Rick decided that he was going to leave Red Bull, um, he had two options. He had McLaren and he had Renault. And he went with the Renault option believing that it was the worst team and therefore the better one. Whereas McLaren at the time was a customer of Renault, they'd also come off Three horrible seasons with Honda, so no one was really sure where the McLaren program was going and what it was going to do. So he decided that Renault would be his best option, and then promptly McLaren beat Renault. McLaren got onto the podium. Uh, Renault and McLaren then announced that they're going to Mercedes engines, and yeah, suddenly Renault didn't look that great of a prospect. So yeah, he's he's jumped ship. Like literally a year after his first race with Renault, he's gone well.
1: I'm actually even. Yeah, uh, in terms of resources, I guess Renault-McLaren. and There's not too much difference, you know. Renault are a works team; they have a lot of facilities and budget. Um, and before, before last year, they were beating McLaren pretty comfortably. So, is it a knee-jerk reaction from ricardo Do you think he saw them saw McLaren beat Renault one season and you know took his chance? Some people have called it, you know, knee-jerk reaction, a sideways step. Do you do you see it that way?
0: I think it is a sideways step because Renault and McCarron are are pretty much on a par. Although McCarron did beat them last season, it wasn't it wasn't by like a massive mauling of any sort. The problem is, like the Renault program after they bought the team back from Lotus, it's just. It just hasn't gone anywhere. They they've made promises. They've gone building blocks, building years, building this, building that. Um, and at the end of the day, they haven't built anything. The team feels like it's really stagnated, and there doesn't seem to be any any light at the end of the tunnel. Um, so uh, whereas McCarron is a team that has won world championships, they then, as I said, they made that move. They dropped Mercedes' engines, went onto to Honda, it turned out to be an absolute nightmare. They sort of put two, two, three years into place, rebuilding with Renault, and now they're going to jump up onto the Mercedes' engines. So I think overall, they have really shown that they're a team that's coming back, that's fighting back, and that wants to fight back. Whereas Renault, oh, just, they seem to be stagnating. So is it a knee-jerk reaction? Maybe. I don't know. It's probably going to be one of those, unfortunately, time will tell sort of moments, but it does kind of feel like it's it's the right move for him.
1: Obviously for drivers, the most important thing is how the car performs on the track. Um, but I think and another reason might be as well that McLaren, they just seem to have such a a better atmosphere, I guess, um, in their team. Yeah, if you look at, if you go back to you know, Drive to Survive season two and you've got yeah, I just think the, the atmosphere at Renault the whole time's been pretty terrible. You've got Cyril Abitable who I mean, you can tell from his, his uh his comments when Ricardo left that I, I don't think he's the best best uh people person, the best, you know, man ma man management. Um, you know, I don't think he ever had a particularly good relationship with Hulkenberg and it just it, it all seemed very kind of muted at Renault, I think, Ruiz if you go to McLaren, you've got I mean, just look at what Sainz and Norris got up to you last year, you know. I think it's a much a much better atmosphere for the drivers. Um, and that must be something that, that Ricardo took into account as well.
0: I, I'm sure he did. I mean, A, he gets on really well with Lando and Norris, but McLaren, like you said, they seem to be a lot more relaxed than than Renault. And yet the irony is there's he seems to be a lot more driven, but more of a like we're gonna do this together. There seems to be a lot more harmony. I mean, last season, Danny Wreck's first with Renault. Thor uh, came out late in the year. I can't think of his exact quotes, but he, he basically said like Danny Wreck had been almost a disruptive force because he had come along as a driver who was used to winning and used to getting on podiums and stuff, um, and he wasn't getting that with Renault. And it was it was a really strange criticism of of a guy who's supposed to be your star driver and the one that he wants to push you forward. So I think unfortunately that goes to say a lot for, for Seoul's management. Yeah, you know, like you say, he doesn't seem to be well, the friendliest of chats. I mean, I've never met him, so I can't really say. But there's been a lot of history with him dropping drivers, not being not being very supportive of them. Um, and now the tables have turned, you know. Daniel Rick isn't supportive of the Reynolds program. He's seen uh, another light, another path, and he's jumped at it. And as you say, you can't really blame him for that one. No, no, you can't. I think
1: if you look at all the various reasons combined, I think it really is. It's a good move for him. Um, yeah, so you could even argue that being lay driver at McLaren Mercedes is actually going to be better than being the number two driver at Ferrari, which is the opportunity he missed out on to signs. Um, obviously he's in his thirties now. Um, Zach Brown has said that, you know, well, Ricardo came out a few weeks ago himself and said that he still thinks he can win a championship. Zach Brown said that he can join the team and go into immediate championship contention. Um, I mean, obviously that entirely depends on the car how much do you think he can really achieve in the remaining years of his career? Um, I mean, do you think McLaren are going to be his last team in the
0: sport? I think chances are McLaren will be his last team. I'm hoping hoping Danny Ricks puts down roots. You don't want to be the guy who jumps around every two years from team to team. Uh, The fact that Ferrari hasn't taken him uh, and and instead chose of closes that door, I would say completely. It's not. Danny Ricks to Ferrari is no longer ever going to happen. So he's got a really good chance with McLaren. Will they be winning championships in 2021? I don't think so. Uh, Will they be on the podium? Yes, because I think Well, as we all know, 2021 is pretty much going to be a continuation of this season. Come 2022 when the rules change, the budget cap comes into play, and McLaren is it's so strange because they are. They're one of the big Formula 1 teams. They've won so much, and yet they don't have a budget to go with Mercedes or Red Bull or Ferrari. So they're used to playing with tighter margins. I think that's really going to play into their hands uh, come the 2022 season. So maybe that year, who knows? We might have Danny Rick winning a world title with McLaren. I think at the very least, though, we will have him taking the fight to the top teams for McLaren.
1: Yeah, I think, first and foremost, what I want and, you know, what he wants, I think what most fans want is just to be able to see him back on the podium again. Um, You know, I've missed the shoeys, however disgusting they were. Um, And, yeah, I think, as you say, 2021, the regulations aren't going to change, but they're still changing their engine, which you basically have to imagine the current car for this season. I mean, obviously, we we don't know how quick that's going to be, but... If you go by last season standards, um if you just put a Mercedes power unit into that car, then I think, yeah, podiums were definitely doable, you know they already they' already got one podium in Brazil, so yeah, I think um, I think he can definitely get back onto podiums and who knows what can happen in the next few years, you know, maybe Mercedes will wanna pull out, and then McLaren will get far more uh far more support again for the en- uh, engine development side so yeah I think I-, I can definitely see why he made the move and um I just hope it works out really because you know especially given uh, his personality it's so easy to forget that he's actually one of the older drivers on the grid now. um so onto the team he's leaving behind Ricardo leaving is a huge blow to Renner um especially as he's leaving for a midfield rival you know he was the man they're gonna they were gonna build their revival around I guess what do you think their reaction was when they heard the news? Do you think it was a massive disappointment to them, or do you think, you know, I, I, we you've already mentioned quotes about Cyril um, seeing him as a bit of a disruptive force? How do you think? Do you think Cyril was? Uh, how do you think he felt about the the move?
0: I think Cyril so. made it abundantly clear that he was not happy. He went and questioned Danny Rex's loyalty and commitment um, without actually saying the guy's name. But I mean, it was it was a statement relating to his departure. So we all knew that was aimed at him. Um, it's also an interesting one because Renault now have Esteban Ocon at the team, uh, and he's a French guy. So maybe I don't know. Maybe Danny Rick saw the writing on the wall there, and that Renault would rather build a team around a French guy, which I mean, you can't really blame them for. So yeah, so I kind of. Like I said, I get, why, I get why he left. Whether it's a good move or not, only time will tell. But yeah, you know, Cyril, Cyril didn't help the matter and he, he definitely didn't help the matter in his response. I think there's going to be a lot of really cold shoulders going on in the Renault garage this season. Yeah, I think
1: the weirdest part of all this is you have to consider that they still have to spend an entire season together. Um, yes. I, I think Sarah's statement would have been a bit it would have been a bit borderline even if ricardo was leaving immediately but the fact that he came out and said it you know it's like he completely forgot that ricardo is still going to be driving for them for another year yeah it's just nuts i think um but anyway moving on to who's going to replace ricardo um we actually asked all of your listeners who you'd like to see take it so we did a twitter poll which included alonso vettel hulkenberg and an academy driver And in some less surprising news that we've received in the last week, Fernando Alonso won pretty comfortably. Yeah, he got 41% of the vote with Hülkenberg on 24%, Academy Driver 21% and Sebastian Vettel 14%. So yeah, Vettel not too popular there. And it's actually the same story on our Facebook. um, Where we asked the same question and asked you to put your comments below. And there were really few for Sebastian Vettel really. I us read out a few. We had Saleel Kumar Naik. He said, Alonso if they need a proven championship driver, otherwise Hulk. Dana Larkin said, go back to Hulkenberg. He got the Royal Shaft. Uh, and Anya Cheek said, Bottas, send to Mercedes, please. So there was still some for Vettel. Um, and actually, that idea of Vettel going to Mercedes and Bottas going to it was a really popular one. Bottas kind of emerged as one of the more popular options. Um forgetting you know realism what will probably happen or what could happen who do you think would just be simply the best option for runner in terms of um driving ability
0: and in terms of driving ability it would have to then be Vettel or Alonso in terms of what's going to happen I don't think it's going to be Vettel or Alonso
1: yeah I mean let's get into it I, I think you know despite all the flaws and there's the part of me that thinks it would be nice to, have a, to see Alonso have an actual well you know not come back and spend more years in the midfield and tarnish his legacy further um yeah there is a part of me that would still just love to see him back um obviously he's been teasing on Twitter and all that and people have got excited but yeah I I it, I think it'd be the best option but I can't see it happening so most likely options then. Let's go through first. Uh, Nico Hulkenberg, could you see that happening?
0: I could see it happening, but Academy actually wants to go. I hope Nico, if they do come knocking at his door, turns around and says to them, "No." Uh, he like, like you said, he got shafted there by Renault. It wasn't a fair decision. He'd given them a lot of years, a lot of time. And yes, you can argue that he never got onto the podium, but was it a podium finishing con? Not really. Um, so yeah, I, I think, I think he should look to Formula E or something like that rather than taking a Renault race.
1: Especially if you look how they treated him when, when, when they decided to ditch him for Esteban Ocon. you know, I think, I, I know that's how the sport is, but I still think it's really harsh because yeah, like you said, he didn't get a podium, but he still uh, most of the time he drove the wheels off that car, you know, I think he, he single-handedly got them, um. Best of the rest in the championship in 20, 2018 I think it was. Um, and yeah, I think he did a really good job there. And I, I think they will. I think they will go for him, to be honest, if they can't get Alonso or Vettel. And I think he probably would take it because he'd want to get back into F1. But it would be nice to just, you know, see him put up his middle finger to Cyril and say, you know, Nah, you, I'm good. But yeah, I, I, it's something I can see happening. And on the bright side, we do get to see him back in the sport. Maybe you can. Finally get that podium that uh, that I think he does deserve. And then the other option was obviously an academy driver. There's a, a, a few interesting ones in the lower formulas. Do you think they might go that way, or do you think obviously Ocon's not is uh, not the most experienced driver himself? Do you think they'd rather someone a bit of, a bit more of an experienced head?
0: I think they need someone with a bit more experience. I mean, aside from the fact that Ocon's not the most experienced that they've, they've ever had. Um, he also spent last year on the sidelines, and yes, it was with Mercedes, so which is sort of like a, as you can say, like a test driver A plus style. But yeah, he wasn't he wasn't racing last season, so they need someone with experience. Are they going to get someone with experience? I I don't know. Like I said, I don't I don't see Nico Hulkenberg jumping up at it. At least I hope he wouldn't. I really don't see Alonso or Vettel taking it. Either of those would be Fantastic stories, but you know, as Martin Brundle here, and said, to you do either them really want to spend three years sort of on the Renault journey trying to get it to where it needs to be, to be a podium finishing car or, or even a race winning car? It's gonna take years of which I don't see I don't see either of them actually being open to putting in that sort of effort. Both Alonso and Vettel are championship winning drivers. They're definitely race winning drivers and that's what they should be. So I think Renault might actually have to turn to one of their youngsters currently in Formula 2. Like you said, they've got to pick. There's a wide range of drivers there for them. It just means that they will be having a very inexperienced lineup. Um, so they've got to sort of balance that with, what, with their ambitions. Uh, one of the other things that Renault – they've been hopping a lot about money recently. I mean, Cyril would like to see driver's salaries included in the budget cap as well. So maybe they will be more inclined to head for an F2 driver and someone that they don't have to pay a large.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think it's got to be the most likely option, hasn't it? Um, Just going, obviously, you know, we've said Alonso and Vettel probably won't happen. Um, I do actually think Alonso is probably the more likely option of the two, just because, I don't know, I think Vettel is going to be a bit more rational and calculated about it, whereas... I don't know. I mean, we all know that Alonso is not the best at making career decisions, especially in Formula One. So uh, I, I think he does really seem fairly, I don't know if desperate a bit extreme, but yeah, kind of desperate to get back into the sport. Um, so, I, yeah, I can't see Vettel at all. Maybe Alonso. Uh, obviously, those re- reports came out um, last week about uh, that Renault was signing Alonso for 2021 with Liberty footing some of his wages. Do you think that's... Do you believe that at all, or do you think because it came from fairly reliable sources? But uh, it seems like a pretty, pretty unthinkable thing to happen, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, that wouldn't even make much sense to me. I mean, I get, I get why Lewis would want to put Alonso's ball. He is a, he is a championship-winning driver. He's a star. He's a guy who attracts the fans. It, it would definitely peak interest in Formula One if he was back on the road. but. My thing is, like, if Alonso wants to return to Formula One, why would he be demanding 30, 40 million? I don't... Yes, he is a 30, 40 million dollar driver, but if he really wants back on Formula One, surely he'd be asking for a much lower wage, uh, or be willing to accept a much lower wage, probably a better way of putting it, um, in which case he would fit into Renault's budget. But like I said, you never know with Formula One what's going to happen next. I mean, like you said, Liberty Media... They need stars, and they especially need stars at the moment now that everything's taken a bit of a hit with this extremely long hiatus. So maybe they will put the ball. Who knows?
1: Yeah, I think it kind of makes sense from their perspective, and it would be really exciting to see him back and would be good for the sport. Um, but, I mean, if they were helping Renault pay, pay wages for one of the best drivers on the grid, I mean, it would the other teams wouldn't be particularly happy about that, would they?
0: I don't think that would be fair, especially when some teams are struggling to survive. Sorry, the banging in the background is not me kicking my laptop. It's my neighbours doing some renovations by the sound of it. <laughs> okay,
1: that's, you know, make, making the most of the, the log- lockdown period.
0: <laughs> I know, it's bad timing if ever there was. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you've got teams like Williams who are literally struggling to survive. Haas apparently are also in financial trouble of note. So, for Liberty Media to go and say, well, hey, we'll pay $20 million for Alonso's wages, that $20 million would be a lot to, to a Racing Point, a Haas, a Williams, hell, it would even be a lot to a team like Aston Martin. So, I don't think the other teams would be open to that idea. There'd be some sternly worded letters being passed around, we can say.
1: Yeah, I could definitely see a, a joint statement released by all the teams uh, happening again, which... I'm, I'm sure the FAA and Liberty wouldn't want, but yeah, who knows? It, like I say, it was fairly reliable sources that uh, that released the information, so I don't know. Maybe we will. Um, anyway, that's everything we think about Ricardo and Renault. Silly season is obviously well underway because of that move and Vettel's. What do you reckon will be the next seat to get people talking? Probably the most likely one's the Mercedes seat, isn't it? With both of their drivers technically out of contract end of this season.
0: Yeah, I'm sure it's only a matter of time before rumors start putting somebody else in Valtteri Bortis' seat. That seems to be pretty much how his career has gone all his life. Um Yeah, I don't think I don't think anyone's gonna put anyone in Hamilton's seats according to the rumors. That's now with the Ferrari announcements, that pretty much seems to be just a matter of time before before Mercedes announce he's sticking around for at least another two years. So I think pretty much, like you said, the next big rumor will either be he's taking Vortice's seat, or after we find out he's got the Renault seat, if they use an experienced driver, who's taking that guy's seat then?
1: Yeah, it's all just a uh, big, big chain of dominoes, really, isn't it? I think, uh, yeah, I think the Mercedes seat will be the next big one. Purely, I mean, because I'm the spot, every year people just seem to have Zero faith that Bottas will do enough to uh, to keep the seat himself. Um, and he has done so far, to be fair. But I think with uh, George Russell waiting in the wings, even Esteban Ocon, that could really change things up a bit. Yeah, I think it might finally be the year that Bottas loses that seat um, for George Russell. Do you see
0: Bottas going to Renault if
1: that's the case?
0: Yeah, I know it. I would probably see Bottas going to Renault before I saw Vettel going to Renault yeah i
1: think i could definitely see i think he does he is the experienced head um and he's still a good driver and it's 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 a better move for him than it would be for vettel i think it's just a case of whether mercedes go for george russell or not but yeah we'll see i guess you know who knows maybe next week's episode will be responding to the news that vettel has signed a new deal with uh with mercedes although yeah can't see it myself um michelle thanks for coming on and uh yeah enjoy enjoy uh, all the work your neighbors are doing
0: <laughs> yeah uh, i'm not sure if it's home renovations or home destruction it's sounding a bit more like the destruction part if you ask me <laughs>
1: <laughs> maybe the quarantine's uh, broken them who knows so thanks very much as always to uh, everyone listening as well uh, i'm sure you already know by now but make sure to keep an eye on our facebook page planet f1 and our twitter page planet underscore f1 yep don't forget that underscore So that you don't miss all the latest news and our question for the next episode. So, yeah, thanks again. Stay safe and, uh, yeah, see you next time. Bye. Trying to recruit someone right now? At irishjobs.ie, we know it's just one more thing on your endless to-do list. Somewhere between preparing Friday's presentation and picking up dinner. That's where irishjobs.ie can help. With almost 1 million registered career seekers in our constantly updated talent bank, you can be sure you'll always hire the pick of the bunch. Take that to-do list. Get a fresh perspective on your recruitment. Visit irishjobs.ie forward slash hire.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.